You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Nehemiah chapter number six. If you stand here, please, with me. We'll read the verse, uh, four verses of that chapter tonight. Nehemiah chapter six, verses one through four. The Bible says this. Now it came to pass when Sanballat and Tobiah and Geshem the Arabian and the rest of our enemies heard that I had builded the wall, if there was no breach left therein, though at that time I had not set up the doors upon the gates, that Sanballat and Geshem sent unto me, saying, Come, let us meet together in some one of the villages in the plain of Ono. But they thought to do me mischief. And I sent messages unto them, saying, I am doing a great work, so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease whilst I leave it and come down to you? Yet they sent unto me four times after this sort, and I answered them after the same manner. Father, pray help us tonight as we look into your word. Lord, as we look at this great work tonight that's being done by so many people here in this place, something Nehemiah was doing a great work, but I pray tonight you'd help us all remember, Lord, those that are living for you are doing a great work. Help me to preach tonight with your power upon my life. Speak to hearts, I pray. Please help us to go home different. When we came to church, we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you for standing for so long. Nehemiah 2. I love the book of Nehemiah. Well, one of the best verses I wanted to preach on this, Nehemiah 2.18. Then I told them of the hand of my God that was good upon me. Aren't you glad for the hand of God upon you? By the way, the hand of God upon you is good upon you. I think about this. It was good in my calling me for salvation. It was good in him calling me for his service. It was good when he challenges me. It's good when he convicts me. It's good when he corrects me. It's good when he comforts me. I'm glad for the good hand of my God upon my life. But tonight here in Nehemiah, Six. There are many gathered here tonight that I know and thank God for the great North Valley Baptist Church. There is no place like this place. This is my second favorite church in all of America. I don't mean that bad, Pastor, but I do love. I miss being in my home church, but I love being here. What a great place. What a great work. But I know there are folks here tonight that need to hear a message from God's Word. By the way, there's no better place to hear a message from than from the Word of God. Somebody told me one time, hey, you'd be a good motivational speaker. I said, no, I'm not a motivational speaker. I'm a preacher of the Word of God. I don't know what to say unless I have this book open in front of me helping me out. There's some here today that would think that we're, we're, all we're doing is we're just living and that you'll think your life may not count for much after all. I'm not a pub, public figure or a famous whatever it is you think society has declared to be important. Can I remind you today that if you're a child of God and if you're a temple at all to live for him. You're doing the same thing that Nehemiah was doing. You're doing a great work. Think about this. Can I point out to you that dribbling a basketball, catching a football, hitting a baseball, pretending to be someone that you're not by rehearsing some script lines, none of these things are considered by the God of heaven to be a great work. It's time to remind our kids that uh, actors and athletes should not be our heroes. 
Amen. Let me try that one more time. Actors and athletes should not be our heroes. I'm not going to put on my wall or put in front of my children somebody who pretends for a living and somebody who plays for a living. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take people like Pastor Treber, people like J.J. Spillman, these guys that stand up and do things for the glory of God. Those ought to be our heroes, not somebody who plays and pretends for a living. So why would we consider those folks to be some kind of great person? And yet so many of God's people are doomed. How about we wake up this evening and realize these things are not considered by society. They may be considered by society as being some great thing, but they're not great in the eyes of God. Some here today need to be reminded. Some need to be informed that you, like Nehemiah, are doing a great work. Some things like this, you're building that family, you're doing a great work. You're raising those kids for the glory of God, you're doing a great work. You're keeping yourself pure, you're doing a great work. Building your, bringing your thought life into captivity, you're doing a great work. Truly being not of this world, by the way, I don't need a tattoo to let me know I'm not of this world. I just need to live right in the eyes of God and it'll let the world know I'm not of this world. Been doing that, I'm doing a great work. Reading your Bible, buying four of them to get 30% off each one, you're doing a great work. Understand this, praying without ceasing, working in the nursery, teaching that Sunday school class, running that bus, preaching in junior church, you're doing a great work. The enemies of God and his great work in Nehemiah's day are much the same as they are today. Here's what they want to do. They want to take and meet you in the valley of Ono. Here's the great response we ought to give them just like Nehemiah did. I cannot come down. I am doing a great work. Or can we say he said it this way. You want to meet in one of the villages in the, in the plain in the valley of, oh, no. How about this? Oh, no. I cannot come down. I'm doing a great work. I'm sorry, Paul said it this way to Timothy in 1 Timothy 6, 12. He said, fight the good fight of faith. By the way, it's a good fight. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Whereunto thou also called and professed a good profession before many witnesses. I want to be a help, encouragement tonight. Praying the Holy Ghost of God would encourage some folks tonight, hopefully everybody, that you're here on a Wednesday night when you could be home resting and relaxing or whatever you would be doing. I don't know what I would be doing if I wasn't here on a Wednesday or in church on a Wednesday night. But understand this, if you're here trying to live for God, you're doing a great work. In doing this, I see a few things here tonight that would be a help. It was a help to me. I hope it's a help to you. First of all, in doing this great work, first thing I see is an envious work. It's an envious work. Why? Why did Sanballat and Tobiah and Geshem the Arabian and the other enemies, why were they so concerned about getting Nehemiah and his followers to quit doing what the God of heaven wanted them to do? I believe much of it was the same reason why there's folks against you doing what it is that you do. Why they think you're some kind of a religious nut coming to church on a Wednesday night. Hey, you're probably even so messed up you come to Sunday school and Sunday morning and Sunday Sunday night, and there's some nuts in here so crazy, you'll come back on soul winning night. You'll be back here on Saturday, and they're thinking, what in the world is wrong with you? All you can tell them is, guess what? Here's what I'm doing. I'm doing a great work. I'm not great in the work, but I'm doing a great work. It's an envious work. 
I believe one of the main reasons they were trying to get Nehemiah to stop doing what he was doing, I like his response to them in chapter 2 in verse number 20 where he said, Then I answered them and said unto them, The God of heaven, he will prosper us. Therefore we his servants will arise and build, but ye have no portion, nor right, nor memorial in Jerusalem. And boy, when they heard that, it made them even more upset. They got more envious that the good hand of God was on Nehemiah and not on them. But there's many here today that got people against them serving God. And you shouldn't be so religious what the crowd out yonder is telling you. But Nehemiah 6, 2, Nehemiah knew, but they thought to do me mischief. When I left, I was working for the city of Albuquerque. Uh, let me say this way. I was employed by the city of Albuquerque. Because I don't know if the city employees here are different than the ones in Albuquerque. But there I punched in, did about 30 minutes worth of work, and got paid for about eight hours. It was, a, it was a horrible thing. I actually didn't like it. When I left to go on staff at the local church I was at there, one of the men tried to talk me out of it. And he said, Matt, I'm just thinking about your future. And I laid back and said, I'm just thinking about my future too. My pastor told me, hey, you go back and tell him. Hey, tell him the pay isn't that great. By the way, pastor was right about that. He said the pay isn't that great, but the retirement package is out of this world. He said, you go back and tell that guy you're getting ready to do a great work. The enemies of God had nothing in mind but the ruination of God's great work. They're upset because they know the great work you're doing will have an effect on some for all of eternity. And what these enemies of God are doing is only temporal. And they get upset about it. And instead of them getting right with God, now the unsaved ones need to get born again. But it's not just the unsaved crowd that gets mad about you doing a great work. Sometimes it's the, back, the, the rebellious Christian crowd that gets upset about you doing a great work. What they need to do is get themselves right with God and invest in eternity for the lives of others. Learn to have the same response that Nehemiah did. I'm doing a great work. I say, first of all, it's an envious work. Number two, it's an elevated work. In verse number three, he said, I cannot. In verse number three, so that I cannot come down. I, I see that verse there. It makes me, and I, I know we're in California, but it still makes me want to run a lap or two around this great auditorium and say, hey, I, I praise the God of heaven. I, I cannot come down. I am doing a great work. And some would explain that this is referring to Nehemiah leaving where he was geographically and going to where these envious men were. And of course, they're right. But it also tells me that the work that Nehemiah had been called to do was an elevated work. And remember, child of God, the work you've been given to do is an elevated work. It's not the same as any other work. By the way, hey, I, would, I do not, I don't like our governor at all, but I don't want to be the governor of New Mexico. I've got a higher calling on my life than being a governor or a president or a king. I've got the, I've got the, the work of God to do. It's an elevated elevated work. Reminds you this evening that living a Christian life is an elevated work. Nothing else in this old messed up world that we live in, uh, nothing, else, if, if God, nothing else would help this messed up world more than if God's people would wake up and realize this great truth, I am doing a great work. 
And some say, I don't know about you, but in my mind, I started studying that, thinking about it, especially years ago before God had opened the doors for the work we're in now. I started thinking, but what I, I, listen, I'm not a pastor. I'm not a missionary. I'm, by the way, from a child, I've loved pastors and missionaries. My parents have put them before us as as the people we ought to be following, and I love them. I started thinking, but I'm not one of them. What am I doing that's so spiritual that I'm doing a great work with no disrespect to Nehemiah? Let me ask you. What was he doing so spiritual? You know what he was doing? He was building a wall. So don't use the excuse that I'm not doing something spiritual. You're building a family. You're teaching a class. You're in church. Thank God it's a great work. Start to ch- it's time we start changing our thinking on some things. I believe it was Mr. Spurgeon that said it this way. If God calls you to be a minister, don't stoop to becoming a king. God's work is a great work. And Nehemiah said, I am doing a great work. It's an envious work. It's an elevated work. Third, it's an encompassing work. Nehemiah chapter 4, if you would please. Nehemiah 4. We're going to read verses 15 through 23 here in just a moment. It's an encompassing work. Think about this. To do this work, this great work, to do it the right way, it takes all you've got and then some. can't do this great work of God. We can't do this great work of God only on Sunday mornings or even three times a week. One of, great, one of my great heroes of the faith, three to thrice, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, Dr. Lee Robertson. Hey, that's a great start, but it's going to take more than that. If I'm going to accomplish this great work that God has before me, and by the way, for you as well, it's an encompassing work. Nehemiah 4 in verse 15, and it came to pass when our enemies heard that it was known unto us and God had brought their counsel to naught, that we returned all of us to the wall, everyone unto his work. And it came to pass in that time forth that the half of my servants wrought in the work and the other half of them held both the spears, the shields and the bows and the habergons and the rulers were behind all the houses of Judah. They which built it on the wall and they that bear burdens with those that laid it, every one with one of his hands wrought in the work and with the other hand held a weapon. For the builders, every one had his sword girded by his side and so builded. And he that sounded the trumpet was by me. And I said to the nobles and the rulers and the rest of the people, the work is great and large and we are separated upon the wall one from another. In what place thereof ye hear the sound of the trumpet? Resort Ye thither unto us, our God shall fight for us. So labored, so we labored in the work, and half of them held the spears in the rising of the morning till the stars appeared. Likewise, at the same time, saying to the people, Let every one of the servant lodge within Jerusalem, that in the night they may be guard to us and labor on the day. So neither I, nor my brethren, nor my servants, nor the men of the guard which followed me, none of us put off our clothing, say that everyone put them off for washing. Verse number 21. They from the from the rising of the morning till the stars appeared. Hey, and by the way, they didn't even get a wash, they didn't even take their clothes off, but to wash them, it was an encompassing work. 
God would revive our churches and we'd see a moving of God like we've never seen before if we would all understand if we just give it all God could do so much yes in 2022 I believe the best days are yet to come I love studying about revivals and I'm glad for sweeping revivals but I'm praying that God would send one like we've never seen before but we're not going to get that by doing it half-hearted. Ask Ananias and Sapphira how that worked out for them. It's an encompassing work. It takes all you got and then some uh, to truly succeed at this great work God has given to us. That's why, that's why we need the touch of God upon our life. Oh, how we need his strength for this great work. Too often people trying to serve God under their own strength. But I'm so glad Paul reminded us, hey, therefore I, I glory infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Why? Because then I'm relying on the power of God in this great work. Oh, but don't be discouraged, child of God. This is the reason that God has given us so many great and precious promises in his book. Like Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things through Christ. 1 John 4, 4, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Aren't you glad for Zechariah 4, 6, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. John 15, 5, without me ye can do nothing. Matthew 1, 26, with men, this is impossible but with God all things are possible let's quit playing I love this church but let's everyone tonight let's quit playing at this great work and start doing it with all of our minds you ever get those uh, questions I know there are four questionnaires and they ask for hobbies and it's good if you got them I guess but I don't have a lot of hobbies I try and figure out what should I write down Here's my hobby, spending time with my family, serving the Lord. I think I mentioned this in, in uh, the Bible college there. I think there's nothing wrong with fishing unless you're like me. I don't go fishing. I go feeding. The fish call each other. Hey, Wooten's here. Let's go get something to eat. That's okay, but if it takes you out of the house of God and the work of God, something wrong with it. Amen. I'm saying the same way I did over yonder. There's nothing wrong with hunting, especially if you're hunting for cats. But if these things, if these hobbies and all that, they're more important to a lot of God's people than the great work God has given us to do. We'll never stand before God with our trophy elk up there in heaven and God will say, hey, you were a good shot when you got that. By the way, I'm for it, love hunting, all that stuff. But if, if we don't do the great work God has given us to do, we're going to have to account for that someday. How about we get back in and realize it's an encompassing work. Many and maybe even some here today don't, don't see the point in this encompassing work. But mark my words, there's coming a someday you'll wish you'd listened uh, to the preaching of the Word of God and understood that it's an encompassing work. We stand before God to receive the things done in this body. According to 2 Corinthians 5.10, we will wish that we had allowed this great work to be more encompassing in our lives. The closer I get to eternity, the more I realize this great work is encompassing. I feel like I must do more. It's an encompassing work. Number four, 
It's everyone's work. It's everyone's work. Great be the day when more of God's people realize that this great work is not a thing that someone else should be doing. It is everyone's work. So everyone, get involved. It's a wonderful thing when more people get involved. Nehemiah chapter number 3, we'll look at all of them, but if you time for homework tonight, especially the guy that bought four Bibles, you can read it four times tonight. Poor guy's never going to live it down. Understand this, you hate. In Nehemiah 3, you'll find these phrases, next unto them, next to him, next unto him, after him, after them. And by the way, everybody was involved. It's everyone's work. Sure, I know. Listen, I know these people had a great leader in Nehemiah, but without everyone getting involved in this great work, it would have taken so much longer. But the people had a mind to work. And because they realized it was everyone's work, they completed a two-and-a-half-mile wall in 52 days. It takes 10 times that much today just to get a building permit approved, much less build a wall in 52 days. Everyone's work. Came here, as Pastor mentioned, came here after having, and I, 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 I was in the ministry my entire life. My parents raised us up in the ministry. Mom and dad, they, my dad wasn't a pastor, but they was just involved in the ministry. The bus director, the, uh, the, the Sunday school teacher, mom taught in a Christian school. We were always at church every time. Every time the doors opened, the Wooten family swung in. Sometimes, by the way, went to the Christian school. We were there every day of the week. Anybody have a better Christmas smile? He knows what I'm talking about. We were there every day of the week when something was going on. Some days it felt like we were there and opened the doors and hoped that something would go on. I've been around this thing nearly my entire life, and I love it. But when we came here, I just felt God, God wanted us to come here. And I, I know now me the reasons why. I think only eternity will tell me all the reasons why. But as we came here, and I'd been serving God, not just in the ministry, but then as an assistant pastor, I came here seeking God, not just seeking His will, but seeking God. And, but during that time, I'm not as spiritual as everybody here. During that time, I got down every now and then. And I come in, again, I, I done it the Wooten way. I, I, here's what I said. When I get done with Bible college, I want to encourage any church I'm at, whether I'm the pastor or the janitor, and I'm both right now. Hallelujah. And whatever I'm doing, I want to encourage them, never miss church unless absolutely necessary. So here's my amazing plan. I'll work the third shift while I'm in Bible college. Because then I can work and get off college. I am get off work, go straight to college and go home, spend some time with my family. And I forgot I got to sleep in there every now and then. And between Monday to Friday, I do that. But here's the great thing. I tried, I made, I made the Wednesday night service as well. Hey, man. And I thought it was a good idea until I did it. And I got war. And by the way, it was a good idea. And I did it, but by the end of the week, I'd slept about 10 hours, not every day, about 10 hours for the whole week. 
And I'd come in just wore out, and there was one Sunday night in particular when I was sitting there moping, getting into church. We, we pulled in late, the old Clyde Avenue property, and here we were in that big, long building. We were way up there in the very, the very last seats in the building. We got in there, and I'm just moping around. God, you can't use me because. And I was just tired, and the devil, my flesh, was all over me. And I knew it was everyone's work. I knew I should be involved, but I was trying to find a way out. Out. I was looking for a reason to go back to New Mexico, but God wouldn't let me go. And here's how God kept me in, reminding everybody's work. I never forget night. Pastor, please don't tell him, but I don't know what he was preaching on that night. All I remember is that I'm sitting way back there and telling God, you can't use me because, you can't use me because, and you can't use me because. I'll never forget, Pastor went like that, and he said, would you quit telling God? His finger's pointing right at me. Might as well have been me and you and the Holy Ghost of God, the only ones in that building. He said, would you quit telling God why he can't use you? That's all I heard the whole night. After that, to this day, by the grace of God, I've never told God why he can't use me. I said, God, this is everyone's work. And God, I'm part of everyone. I may be a nobody, but in God's eyes, I'm part of everybody. And I need to be involved in his great work. And so do you. Everyone's work. Next is an exhausting work. It's an exhausting work. I know there's some in here that are looking up at me and saying, he's got a lot of fire for an old guy. Yeah, well, I'm not as old as you think. As they say at the used car lot, it's not the years, it's the miles. <laughs> and obviously, there's been a few miles. Hallelujah. But part of the reason is, I want to put everything into it. I don't want to leave anything behind. I don't want to be one of those that said, I wished I would have. I want to, I want, and when you do it that way, when it's an encompassing work, it's an exhausting work. I don't know about the other preachers, but I sleep good on Sunday nights. Saturday nights is tough, but I sleep good. You know why? I'm exhausted. And, I, and I'm not complaining. I love it. I like being tired. I like it because I work so hard. The great work is exhausting when done with all the heart. By the way, there's really no other way to do it. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. By the way, we ought to put our same effort into serving God. Think about this, an exhausting work. Nehemiah sat down and wept and prayed when he heard the stress of Jerusalem. That wears you out. Nehemiah went out at night to look over the city. That'll wear you out. Nehemiah worked as hard or harder than anyone else. That'll wear you out. Nehemiah had to deal with Sambalat, Tobiah, and Geshem. That'll wear you out. This great work is filled with many things that can wear you out. It may be and is an exhausting work, but it's still a great work. I don't worry at all. Well, I don't worry much about those that get wore out. I worry about those that never get wore out. If you're never wore out, what are you doing? Well, the devil ain't bothering me. There's a reason. An exhausting work. When you find yourself exhausted in this great work, realize you're in some pretty good company. Mark 4, 38, Jesus was asleep. He was wore out. John 4, 6, now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well. It is about the sixth hour, I believe, it's because he was physically wore out. 
I may, it may be an exhausting work, but it's a great work. And then lastly, look at chapter 2 and verse 20 once again. It's an exalted work. It's an exalted work. I'm trying to wind it down, but I might get fired up again. It's an exalted work. Nehemiah 2.20, then answered I, hey, verse 19, but when Sambalat the Horonite, Tobiah the servant, and Ammonite, servant, the Ammonite, and Geshem the Arabian heard it, they laughed us to scorn. By the way, they're still alive and well today. And they're out to find you, and they want to stop you from serving God. There's a good way. Nehemiah reminded them, it's an elevated, it's an elevated work, exalted work, I'm sorry. And said, what is this thing that ye do? Will ye rebel against the king? And remember, I love this because he said, will ye rebel against the king? Then answered I. Then answered I them and said unto them, you may say that I'm going to rebel against the king, but hang on a minute, the God of heaven. Hey, you think I'm rebelling against the king, but wait a minute, I'm serving the God of heaven. Hey, I know you ain't picking up what I'm throwing down. The Samuelat said, the king's going to get mad at you. But Nehemiah said, wait a minute. I'm serving the God of heaven. The God of heaven, he will prosper us. But preacher, don't seem like we're prospering right now. I know we maybe feel like we got an uphill battle right now, but we're on the winning side. We've got a God that's never lost. Oh, by the way, I've read the last chapter. I know who's going to win. I know I'm fighting for vic from victory. I know that, that God someday, someday when it is finished, guess what? We will win with his exhaust, exalted work. The God of heaven, he will prosper us. Therefore we his servants will arise and build. But ye have no portion nor right nor more in Jerusalem. You may never be exalted or promoted here in this wonderful ball that we get to live on for around 100 years or so. But as you begin or continue in doing a great work, be assured this evening that someday over yonder God will exalt you. Someday he'll lift you up. Someday if you keep in this great work, some of the greatest exalting will be this. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. I believe every child of God is going to hear uh, enter into the joy of the Lord, but I don't believe every child of God is going to hear well done, thou good and faithful servant. Because it's impossible for God to lie. And if this is the last time I ever preach, if this is the last day I ever serve God, I'm still going to heaven. Because Brother Nikolai is the only ones that believe in eternal security around here. I'm still going to, I don't mean that bad. I'm still going to heaven, but I'm not going to hear, well done. But if I continue in this great work, whatever my job is in this great work, if I continue someday, there'll be that exaltation. And then I'll get to say, God, it's because of you. Because the blood that was shed for me, it was a grace in my life. And because of you and your empowering work upon my life, I was able to continue in this great work. Because it will be worth it all when we see Jesus. Sometimes now it don't seem like it, but it will be. Keep in mind you're doing a great work. It's an exalted work. This whole world and even many saved people have gotten sidetracked and led to believe that those that are in the trenches building the wall like Nehemiah, some folks think they're not as important as those in the view of millions. 
But remember tonight, if you're a child of God that's striving to please him in the duties he's given you to do, then you're doing a great work. Don't let Sanblat, Tobiah, and Geshem sidetrack you. When they want to meet you in the valley of, oh, no, let them know, I cannot come down. I'm doing a great work. Church tonight, are you doing the great work? I know so many here are, yeah, I pray. And if you are, keep in the great work. But preacher, I'm exhausted. Good. I don't mean that the wrong way, but good. If you're tired, if you're sitting there at night like this, that means you've been working some and doing things for God, wore out. I'm glad for it. But someday, just keep in this great work, because someday you want to hear those words. Well done. I'm doing the great work. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.